Welcome to the Power of Plushies podcast hosted by me, Humphrey, and Human. Today, I am joined uh, by Sloth and Monkey all the way from the other side of the world from me down in Australia. Welcome, you guys. Hello. Um, <laughs> lovely to be on the podcast with you, Humphrey. Um, I'm actually um, Monkey and Sloth's mum. Oh, yeah. in bed Sorry. at the moment. It's very early in the morning over here, so they're still in bed. <laughs> yeah. When we were talking about getting together, it was a little tricky. We're like, okay, mine. I'm in USA Central time and you're in, I don't know, how many hours is there between us? Like, 14 or something crazy yeah you're you're in the past and I'm in the future yes (laughs) so coming (laughs) to you from the future (laughs) well I appreciate you being on the show and I am really excited about our discussion we've chatted a little bit um, beforehand through email text and even a little bit before the show so um, I think we're gonna have some pretty amazing conversations so I guess the first thing um, that that I'm curious about is basically roughly how old you and your plushies are and um, kind of how you guys got together. So I am in my early 40s. Uh, Monkey is six years old and Sloth is four years old. Um, we kind of became a bit of a family by accident. It's kind of one of those things that has um, I just kind of developed over time, like one of those kind of slow burner things. And then suddenly you're like, oh, okay, well, this is how it is. Yeah. Um, so um, originally um, Monkey came into our lives because um, my partner and I were going to a party um, and the theme was um, Jungle Boogie. So it was a bit of a dress up kind of costume party and I had finished work and I was trying to find something to wear. So I'd gone to the reject shop thinking that I would find maybe like some vine leaves or something to sort of add to a costume. And um, I walked into the store and there was a big basket and it was full of plushies and there was a a monkey on top. And I thought, wow, yeah, jungle monkey, this is going to work. And I took a little photo um, to send to my partner and said, hey, how about this? And he was a bit like, yeah, yeah, it's okay, but like, I'm not sure. And um, I walked around the store and I couldn't really find anything. I kept coming back to this basket and this monkey was looking at me and I was like, I'm just going to get you. You're really cute. You're like $10 or something. I'm going to take you home and we'll see. Um, And I got him home and my partner saw him and he was like, oh, he's actually really cute. I think this will be a good costume. So he came to the party with us that night. He was, um, he's got like little Velcro paws. So he was wrapped around my partner's neck all night. Um, And that's kind of how he came into our world. Um, And he was a bit of a sort of, um, like a a music festival monkey he came to a a couple of parties with us um but it wasn't really like in any kind of deep or meaningful way he was just kind of there yeah um and and then with sloth um it's it's another dress-up story actually I was going into um Kmart which is um the Aussie version of Kmart but it's a a a sort of discount variety store similar to you guys I guess um and I had gone in there so I don't know if you know Mrs Ray Panda um yeah she's part of the plush community as well um they were selling um, those kind of heads in different animals. And I had gone in, this was before we knew Mrs. Ray Panda as well, um, but they had all these different um, like uh, lions and pandas and, and dragons and things. So I had gone in to get some of those for another party that we were supposed to be going to. And while I was walking through the kids section to go and get these plushy heads, um, there was a wall full of these sloths. And I thought, gosh, they're really cute sloths. Um, yeah. And I thought, I know I shouldn't be really buying a plushie because that's not what I've come in for. But, um, yeah, she spoke to me and um, that was it. So I took her home. And, again, yeah, she was like five bucks or something. And, um, yeah, she just kind of came home and um, she just had, like, a little bit of a personality. So um, while my partner was out at work one day, he was working late. Um, she decided that she was going to hide up on a, a shelf 
in the bathroom. So when he came home, she was kind of <laughs> sticking out right at eye height. So he opened the door and got the shock of his life because she was just jumping out at him. Oh and my I think that's kind of, yeah, and that's kind of where um, where it all started from, that kind of playful element of it, I guess, um, that they went from being just a plushie to sort of part of the family. Yeah, that's absolutely adorable. <laughs> and they've been with you now for a while. You guys are just having a good time hanging out. Yeah, pretty much. Um they started coming on holidays with us and things like that and they were they were just a sort of um a fun thing to sort of photograph so rather than taking photos of us all the time you know outside of the sites when we would go traveling we would take photos of them and it was just a bit of a, a kind of fun thing to do um there wasn't sort of any intent around it it was just a kind of um yeah just just a bit of silliness yeah happened organically yeah, yeah. So one question I, I usually like to ask in the beginning is, um, I guess just about who your parents are and like who you are and who your partner is. And the reason I like asking this is because I think it really helps paint a better picture of the diversity of, of our community. So if you don't mind, just kind of paint a picture of who you are and your background a little bit and what makes you tick. So um, you might be able to tell from my weird accent that um, I'm originally from the UK and okay. I moved to Australia um, about 10 years ago and I met my partner out here um, at a similar kind of time. Um, he's also from the UK, um, but from a long, long time ago. He basically moved to Australia when he was very young, so he's kind of way more Australian than I am. Um, we both um, work full time. Uh, we both have um, a, a degree at level education. Um, he works in uh, engineering and I work in retail um, in the fashion industry. Um my likes are things like yoga and creating things like I enjoy making jewelry and painting and I have a lot of plants that I've started to get into especially into lockdown I've become a succulent mother as well as a plushy mother oh, um, I love succulent people <laughs> well they're just kind of I, I like them because they're really robust and hardy yeah <laughs> you can throw anything think... at them <laughs> Somehow it seems like people with succulents are just cool. <laughs> oh, well, I'll take that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's um, that's a bit about um, me. Um, uh, yeah, is there anything else you would like to know? No, I think it's, I think those are awesome descriptions. I just think it's cool because, I mean, we've had such a variety of people and I hope we continue to. Um, you know, some groups of, of people you think about, they're very cliche and they mm -hmm. all kind of fit into a box. And I, and so I think that question is very important in my opinion, because somehow it seems like asking, asking that question shows the, um, vast diversity of our group. And they can be men, women, old, young, um, transgender. You know, we have such a, a huge variety. Every race, every, you know, religion, from every continent, with every job background, every education background. And I just think it's funny because um, there's so many types of, hobbies and you can sort of um, paint a picture of how that person is going to look like you know if you think of people who build miniature trains what image comes to your mind yeah your um your question about um miniature train people made me yeah. laugh because my partner actually works with somebody who does um, make them I've not met him personally oh. um, yeah so and he's got a little YouTube um, video clip and so it's not like tiny tiny miniature trains it's like a um, 
Oh, how big would it be? Oh, I'm not very good with um, meters and, and all of that kind of stuff. But um, like a, a, a decent size. So maybe yeah. like uh, two foot high um, as the top of the train. And he's built the entire thing. So all of the cogs that make it work, you know, everything oh in it. He's, he's built everything from scratch. You know, it's like six years in the making. And um, this YouTube clip, it, it's quite amazing. But, um, yeah, he's a very uh studio would that be a, a good yeah. description of him um you know obviously very determined to to get this done and just the level of detail is um it's incredible it, it really is a phenomenal piece exactly. of art almost yeah but um yeah I, I get your point about yeah and I'm definitely not gonna and I'm definitely not gonna pick on any one group you could say the same thing about like somebody that's really into metal music, you know, you might think about the same, like who would pop into your head about that. And so it's not that it's just that I somehow I feel like the plushy community is crazy diverse because inside the plushy community, you might have a metal head, but you might also be having somebody that's building miniature trains and somehow they all get along like somehow the plushies bring everybody together and it's it's just bizarre it's I I totally agree with you I I find um you know the friends that Monkey and Sloth hang out with are like you say so diverse and you know they they even hold um different beliefs on things as well and yet they Mm -hmm. still come together and you know their their friendship is stronger than their diversity if that makes sense Uh, and I think it's really beautiful that the people within the community just seem to stay curious about each other you know rather than kind of going into that space of judgment of oh well you don't like that or I disagree with that so I'm not going to speak to you anymore Um, yeah there's there's more curiosity within the group to find out more you know the, the 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 plushies that these guys hang out with are from all over the world you know we've got um friends in honduras and germany and france and the usa and you know all of these beautiful places across the world and and they've just opened up their little plushy arms to embrace all of that and find out more which i think is um a really lovely thing that i don't think you always see in everyday human life I completely agree. And and just touching base on on what you said, there's a there's a plushie in particular that I would love to have on the show, um, Hannah from the Stuffy Diaries, because her and I have vastly different views on um, politics and what have you. And even though we disagree on, you know, a lot of issues we are incredibly good friends and we talk very openly about what we believe or what we think. And you wouldn't believe how much we agree upon where I think if, (laughs) if we were to go out and, you know, one of us was to hold a Republican sign, one of us was to hold a Democrat sign, you know, I don't agree with you on this. I don't agree with you on that. But when you actually sit down and you have you know, heart to heart, loving conversations, there's so much that people can agree on. Mm-hmm. And people can just be civil with one another and love one another and look at each other as a human rather than, you know, um, an enemy or somebody with a different belief system. And somehow, these little teddy bears allow you to say, wow, you know, you're, you're taking this um, fighting down and somehow you're able to talk to each other in a very real way. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? And I, I, I'm really curious about why, why that is. And I, I, and I don't know whether it's something to do with, you know, if you have a blushy or a teddy, um, there's something about it that kind of, takes you away from the seriousness and the kind of the uptightness of Mm -hmm. being an adult um and 
I think sometimes being an adult, you, you have to be so um, a certain way that um, it can almost force you into that, um, you know, taking sides territory because um, you don't understand that there could be a middle ground. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. There is some kind of magic around um, plushies and I've got no idea what it is and I would love somebody to do a deep dive into the um, into the the detail of it yeah and even like the psyche of it because like I don't know part of the reason might also be like do we feel more confident and secure because of them like are we able to let our guard down a little bit I don't know know, I I don't I don't know either I think that's probably one of the things I struggle with most um and that has been around um my confidence to sort of share them with the world so Mm -hmm. um you know I find them really fun I mean for for me and my partner they're they're just they're just a source of entertainment like they're funny and um they kind of open up a a sense of play which is really really lovely but um I'm very aware that there's people in the world that don't see it like that um so Mm -hmm. I've got friends that love them and see them in the same way that we do and then I have other friends that kind of just think it's all a bit weird and um they don't get it and it's almost like they sort of look down on it a little bit because you know it's a bit childish or you know it's you know it's make-believe or 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 whatever they think so um yeah I'm 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 very interested in in the the difference but for me even taking photographs of them you know if I go somewhere and I you know put them in a in a certain situation and take a photograph I am kind of still aware about of, of you know who's watching and you know what people think and I wish I could kind of get out of that a little bit because you know it there is a certain confidence to do something that's a bit out of the norm um, mm-hmm. and definitely one of the plushies that's kind of encouraged us to be a bit more um, you know to not sort of care as much as what people think is Henry Bear from New York and um He's very, you know, full on and confident and he's like, I don't care if I'm on the subway and people see me (laughs) having my photo taken. Like, I'm a really cool bear and I want my photo taken, so I'm going to do it. So I I love that kind of attitude and that kind of confidence. So, yeah, that's definitely one of the things that um, I'm trying to get out of this whole community. Henry Bear is adorable. Oh, we have had so many political conversations with him, geographical conversations with him. Like, he's a very intelligent bear. Like, these guys have um, much deeper conversations than I do in the adult world, I can assure you. I will say that's one thing that I think most plushies have in common, where I was like, what do you, like, what connects plushies? Like, what is something that's that? you know, you could think that they all have that. And I will say that I think almost all plushies have, like their humans have some higher level of intelligence. And I think that, and I'm not saying that other people don't, but I'm just saying like in general, I think plushie people are very intelligent and I think they're very creative. Like in just this weird, fun, artistic, creative way, looking at these plushies, as you know some character like whether it be a cartoon you know in their imagination or a child or whatever there is some level of creativity and intelligence when you're playing with these plushies yeah I I think so too I think the imagination part is something that's really important um you know having the imagination you know whether it's losing yourself in a book or um, you know, in, you know, imagining a story that might be happening, or even sort of um, you know, imagining that these plushies have a personality and a, and a life. Um, mm-hmm. It does take that kind of creativity and imagination, and I think you know, you do tend to lose that a bit as an adult. It kind of gets stamped out of you, I think. Um, you know, when you have the real world to deal with, and it can get a bit lost. And I think it's a bit sad when that gets a little a bit lost because you know, it's, it's just a sense of joy and happiness and fun when you do have that imagination and creativity. Life could get very dull quite quickly if you are only paying bills and going to work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, it totally could. 
So you mentioned you have friends that um, approve, basically, and friends that don't. How do you handle each of those situations? Um, well, I, I've got to say, I probably am dealing it in dealing with it in a very childish way. So with the friends that love them and get them they come out with us and they'll join in and they'll you know they'll they'll be around and they'll come out you know with us and the friends that don't they'll just kind of they'll stay in in the room and they won't kind of they won't make an appearance at all and it's not like they're there all the time you know in our social Mm -hmm. groups you know but I'm talking about like if we've gone away you know if we're in a share house together for the weekend or something like that um that's kind of how I sort of deal with it I just the people that don't get it I don't sort of force it on them or or try and encourage them I just think you know let them let them be um and the friends that do um enjoy them they you know they're kind of out and about you know the friends that we do know that do enjoy them some of them also have like little plushies um and it's it's been kind of like a bit of a um uh, a realization for for me just how many other friends do have little plushies that either come round and get photographed on tour or, you know, kind of are in the lounge room and they, you know, or have their own Instagram page. It, it's been quite um, an eye-opener how many people do do it. Yeah. It is shocking to me when I have Humphrey out and about how many adults confess that they have plushies at home or hidden in their purses or whatever that they just – there's Isn't a lot it of funny a... the choice of words yes. you just used. You said confess and yeah. hidden. And why do we do that? Like the, I, I don't know. I I've been thinking about it like quite a lot in the run up to this podcast, and you know, it's just one of these thoughts that keeps running around. It's like why do we why do we hide it? Why is it a confession to still have something you know that is associated with childhood? Um, and I I don't know. Like I, I'm kind of thinking. When we are kids and, you know, you do have to make that transition into adulthood, which is a very important transition, but there's almost like a a kind of demonization or a shamefulness that's put on things that are childish. So Mm -hmm. it's like you have to abandon all of those things. And I think along with that is imagination and creativity that kind of gets swept up in that um, discarding of anything childlike. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's a real shame that, um, you know, why can't you as an adult ha- have a plushie with you? Why not? <laughs> yeah. No, I so. agree. I think it's, um, it's like you said, almost shameful when a lot of people, or that's how a lot of people are looking at it, just like. Or embarrassing, mm. you know, it's like, oh, they're still holding on to that because they're not a fully fledged adult or whatever. But I just think um, when you kind of label things as good or bad or, you know, it, it, I just don't think that there's any need for those kind of labels. I think it, it just becomes limiting, you know, like it, it kind of stifles that creativity that somebody has. And probably the same people that would look at that and you know, shame you for liking that plushie would probably be the same people that would, you know, get hammered and wasted and, you know, I just, I actually think they're the type of people that would love to have a plushie deep down. Really? Yeah. You know, the people that like really push away against an idea are often the people that actually would really like that idea, but there's something around it that they they can't get over in their own psyche they're just afraid yeah afraid yeah and fear is like the worst thing in the world fear just keeps you limited in every single aspect of your life you know if if you let fear um dictate then you're never going to have that full life that you deserve yeah no that's true so do any of your friends that you had mentioned have um podcast or not podcast sorry my <laughs> brain I should have drank a coffee so do any of your friends that you'd mentioned have Instagrams in our community uh I we have uh friends who have um Instagrams for their pets so um puppies and um cats okay um, uh, you know Beaker from the Muppets the um yes. the scientist guy yeah we have a friend who um who uh, 
who runs an account for him. I love um, Beaker. <laughs> Beaker's brilliant. Beaker is fantastic. Um, yeah, and then obviously just like some friends that we've kind of um, met along the way who have accounts and then that's how we've met them. Okay. Um, so what are you guys, like, what are you guys doing usually to spend time together? Um, so before um, the pandemic hit, we would often sort of go traveling together or go to music festivals. So um, that would be a brilliant way for them to meet other people. And again, like the different type of people that, you know, there's there's some people that come running over and they're like, oh, my God, like that's such a cute plushie and they want to photograph with them and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so they used to be like very, very out and about. Um, <laughs> um, and um, now less so like they're more kind of like home plushies at the moment but they do hope to get traveling again soon and and meet lots of new people and go on lots of adventures um but yeah they they're usually just chilling um of the two of them sloth is the most likely to get into trouble um she'll be (laughs) she'll run away somewhere um you know if if they're sleeping in bed in the evening she will definitely be out of the bed by the end of the night she'll she she's just got an eye for adventure she wants to be um doing something else so um yeah but they're just um they just chill at home mostly these days her and horsey would get along i feel like oh oh, dear (laughs) he's the instigator (laughs) (laughs) oh dear they definitely shouldn't meet (laughs) no that would be trouble and last night i woke up and both Horsey and Humphrey were out of the bed, which has never happened before. And they were sitting on the floor and I was like, oh, my God, you guys, what were you planning on doing? Because you just know that you can just like read their minds that they're thinking something naughty. Like, did they go to the fridge in the middle of the night for a snack or like what was going on here? <laughs> you know, there would have been a party in the plushy community somewhere that they would have been trying to get to. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. They were hunting for chocolate or something. And like you said, <laughs> off partying. There's just always this naughty twinkle in Horsey's eye, especially. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I yeah I um I it's always something so but I guess now I'm curious like you know talking about something that you're that the plushies have helped you as a human overcome uh definitely reserving judgment for other people because I mean you know we've already talked about it you know how um you can make an assumption about somebody so you can make the assumption about somebody with a plushie and you can put them in a box but we've already found out that the plushie community is actually really diverse and it's made up of you know nuanced individuals and so you know they've really taught me not to judge other people Um, and obviously that's a work in progress because as humans we are programmed to judge things to make a you know a judgment call whether something's safe or not and all of that kind of stuff but really just to sort of take the time to pause and think and pause oh my god I just made a pun um (laughs) um, yeah yeah, I didn't even notice until you said it it's like oh my god she did yeah just to take that moment and just um you know reserve that judgment and you know you know meet somebody with curiosity and you know every everybody that you meet has got something really interesting about them you know and whether that is that they make amazing model trains with the utmost detail or you know they've traveled to Antarctica on their own solo so you know there's there's all these different things that um, people have got and it's just about um, yeah reserving that judgment and that's what they have taught me to do. Yeah. And even like I try and be super judgment free because I hate being judged. I mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. And I will still catch myself sometimes making judgments about people. And then I'm thinking, oh my God, what did I what did I just do? You know? And the, the thing is to catch yourself. And yeah. as long as you're catching yourself and saying like, you know, don't be too harsh on yourself because you know it is human nature. But as long as you and then you yeah. kind of reset, then you've done a good job. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, but we have our we have our little plushies, and I do bring uh, plushies with me to work. You know, at least a couple of them every day, um, just to help me out. And if I need a snuggle midday, it really does help to uh, ease the tension, relax. Um, There's nothing like a plushy cuddle. Yeah, it feels warm. (laughs) It feels warm. It does. It does. (laughs) And you know that they're not judging you. Like, I think that's one of the other things that's beautiful about them. You know, if you are having a hard time, um, you know, you might not want to, you know, feel like you're burdening somebody else with your problems or, you know, you might not have somebody who can listen to you like exactly when you need it. And that's one of the things that they can offer. You can have a little chat with them. And sometimes they can straighten you out and say, mm, yeah, sort yourself out. That was wrong what you did. Like, you know, you shouldn't have spoken that way. And sometimes <laughs> they're just like, yeah, it's okay. Come here. Come in for a hug. I'm here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes you get both in the same sentence too, yeah, right? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned you've been meditating. Yeah, so um, this is something that's completely foreign to me. Like I've I've been doing yoga for a long time, but I'm one of those people that um, kind of would get up halfway through the end and, and not sort of really concentrate on the meditation, you know, being there for the physical aspect as opposed to the spiritual and mental aspect. Um, but it's, um, it's something that I've been doing um, pretty regularly over the last um, two or three months. And, you know, it's one of those kind of muscles that you need to exercise every day. Um, But I'm just finding that it gives me uh, a bit more mental clarity and the opportunity to um, just take that breath and just, um, just, it's very difficult to describe. it's, It's taking that time to remove yourself from a situation and um and then give your best version of yourself mm-hmm. so you know I, I I'm definitely somebody who's who in the past has had a bit of a short fuse sometimes and you know working in retail I totally I don't get know it. anything about that no I'm kidding. <laughs> you know I, I I really get it like you know seeing members of the public constantly it is it can be draining and it you know it's it's really intense and you know sometimes you're not feeling your best but the whole meditation thing for me has just made me um I, I don't know just maybe a bit calmer mm-hmm. um and um yeah rather than just feeling that like you're on all the time like on 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 without a time to breathe you um you just get more of a sense of um yeah just being in control of your responses I think that's probably the best way that I can say it. Yeah. No, that's that's great. And you were we before the show we were talking about how it helped you even with um like we were talking about how this is probably going to turn dark for a few seconds. So sorry plushies, <laughs> plug your ears <laughs> or humans, I don't know. But you know, there's been a lot of plushies that have gotten lost and I mean, even just you, you had mentioned like people lose their car keys, people lose their purses, people lose their cell phones. And it's not that they don't care about their purse or their phone or their car. Things happen and uh, it can be, it can be extremely stressful. And so when people lose their plushie, it's not that they don't care. It's just, things can happen and so um the meditation has helped you kind of even with calming those fears yeah absolutely I mean if you I mean two two or three years ago um the idea of losing either of them I mean don't get me wrong I I don't want to lose either of them um would but the idea of losing them would kind of really almost upset me um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah you know I wouldn't let them go with anybody else there's only one other person who's allowed to um take them <laughs> mm-hmm. um and that was kind of like a big deal but I know that like he absolutely loves them and I know he wouldn't do it but um 
you know, even if I was to let them out with somebody else, I know that they wouldn't be lost on purpose. But mm-hmm. yeah, like you say, stuff happens, you know, and, you know, if they were to fall out the top of your bag, they can't shout out and say, hey, you dropped me. Mom, yeah, wait <laughs> yes. up. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, things go missing all the time. And um, yeah, so I, I was very, very um, watchful of them and I wouldn't let them out of my sight. If we ever went traveling, they go in the hand luggage. They would never go in the check luggage. And, you know, and I certainly wouldn't sort of mail them across the world like like brave panda prue does um yeah but um yeah the meditation has really uh helped me understand that you know things aren't forever mm-hmm. and um you know and, and to your point we're getting a little bit dark you know even humans have a finite amount of time um mm-hmm. and it's kind of helped me um process the feelings of loss that would come along with that so um, you know, obviously, I, I don't want to lose any members of my family or friends or, you know, the plushies. Um, but I think just uh, doing the meditation and, and getting a more of a handle on um, myself and life and, you know, the cycles that life works in has kind of eased that um, that feeling that when the thought comes, you know, oh, you know, what if they got lost? You know, I'm not sort of gripped by that kind of vice-like terror around my heart anymore. It's more of a um, an acceptance that that's a possibility. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm certainly not angling for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's good. And I think I think all of what you've said is are all very good points to make. So I'm I'm glad we talked about that, even though... It's not the most delightful topic. I think it's an important topic. Yeah. And, you know, even even sort of practicing that kind of stuff, you know, just in case the worst does happen, you know, it probably won't happen. But um, mm-hmm. it kind of just gives you a bit of a sense of um, ease around the situation. So rather than being stressed out that it might happen, um, that you can just relax a bit, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not in sure a way, if that came across no, right. No, <laughs> yeah. No, I think in a way it's like preparing, um, you know, okay, there is a fire extinguisher in the kitchen. We probably never will have a grease fire or a whatever, but if we do, here's the fire extinguisher. Kind of like that. Yeah, it gives you it gives you a, a plan. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. That's probably the best way I could, I could think to word it. Yeah. So, um, so switching gears, (laughs) 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 uh, and I'm bad at driving stick, so bear with me, but, um, did you, did you like plushies growing up? Yeah, I did. Um, like they weren't the only toy that I played with, you know, I, Played with mm-hmm. Barbies and and bricks and you know, My Little Pony and all of that kind of stuff, um, but yeah, there's always been plushies in in my life, mm-hmm. um, you know, not to the extent that these guys are, but um, yeah, they've always provided a sense of um, uh, I don't know, like they they're cute. Um, I think they all have their own personality, um, mm-hmm. and I think you know one person's plushie is personal to them a lot of the time um you know I don't look at all plushies and think oh yeah you know they're all like obviously they all are amazing I'm not saying that but they don't necessarily speak to me um but I think when you find when you find the right plushie that does speak to you um and I think there is one for everybody um it's just I don't know there's just some kind of magic I mean I've got a smile on my face just talking about it I don't know if you can hear the smile on my face I can and I completely (laughs) I know what you mean about the magic because I think the same thing I can look at 200 shelves of plushies and somehow like I'll look at one and I'll just see this mischievous twinkle in one of their eyes or like a little longing hopeful smile on one's face and like not all of them seem to have this personality but sometimes you'll see one and you're thinking oh please god let this plushie land in the right home you know like obviously I want to adopt them all but 
I yeah. can't. <laughs> and, so- yeah, and yeah, I, I think that's a good thing as well because, like, definitely in, in our house, you know, we've got we've got two, um, and that's definitely enough. And I know like there's lots of families of huge plushies, um, you know, with lots and lots and lots all living under yeah. one roof, which is great. Um, but yeah, I think just having that personality that speaks to you is really good to kind of put a finite, you know, line mm-hmm. <laughs> against yeah. how many how many. And I definitely am not done adopting, but I am going to, I think I'm going to give a few, like, I'm going to let a few loose to live with others and that, you know, um, but I am going to, I'm not going to adopt every plushie that I see that I want just because that would be disastrous. Yes. That'd be disastrous for my my home yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with animals as well you know like I, I live quite close to a dog park so I see all the dogs running around and you know as much as I look at all the dogs and I'm like oh yeah they're all so cute they're all lovely it's like I, I don't want them all in my home you know I recognize that that dog belongs with that person and that dog belongs to that person and exactly um, you know yeah so yeah I think um yeah just limiting it to the really special ones is a is a is a key to a successful life (laughs) no I agree I think there's something to it and I um definitely want everybody to be able to feel the love and have that special feeling and I know when I first fell in love with Humphrey my mom was really excited and my mom has a tendency to go really big all the time like zero to 60 in three seconds. <laughs> and so she did me a lot of plushies in the beginning. And I, God bless her. She's amazing. But it was just like, okay, mom, this is like a lot of plushies. So I might have to like, um, give a few of those to other yeah, homes. because Rehome them. Yeah. Yes. Rehome them because God bless my mom, but <laughs> <laughs> we only had so much sofa space. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And you can only give like so much love and attention at, at one time. And, you know, you don't want to have a neglected plushie living with you. No, I completely agree. So the guilt that would go with that would just be horrendous on its own. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yes, no, I completely agree. And I have these Barbies to take care of too, so. Oh, wow, okay, <laughs> you've got a lot on your hands. <laughs> yeah, they're a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was going to ask you, do your plushies speak to you with a voice? So they they don't they don't have like a particular voice um sometimes they sound a bit like my partner and sometimes they sound a bit like me um but I think that's definitely you know I mentioned that aspect of play that um you get that gets lost you know when you're a kid and it's definitely something that has kind of opened up um with my partner and I it's like a, a kind of funny um thing that we'll occasionally do um so for example sloth um also be very careful what you let your plushies watch um because they're quite impressionable Uh (laughs) yeah so she watched um I don't know if you know the movie um Leon the professional I Um, don't think so it's um uh I think it was originally a film made in French and it was remade into um English like a few years ago it's got Natalie Portman in it when she was a little girl um it's very good movie um but um Leon is um he's a hit hit man uh-oh. Um, <laughs> uh, and um, Sloth saw that when she was quite young I think she was only two I feel like a terrible mother um, but <laughs> she really liked this idea that she would be a cleaner um, and so she um, she's taken on that role a little, a little bit I mean she's got a good motto uh, oh. no, no plushies no children um, okay but yeah she's um, yeah we just yeah we just need to keep an eye on her <laughs> oh that's a hoot you know, I was going to ask you, and this isn't on my questions that I sent you, but I wanted to ask you, seems like you guys go to some fun parties, like oh involving God. like plushies and like these costumes and festivals, oh. like you guys seem like some fun people. 
oh thanks that's a very nice thing to say um yeah yeah, so when um when we both kind of got to Australia um the 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 scene over here is it is really fun I don't know whether it's the um the weather over here but there's so (laughs) many so many costume parties and um you know the music festivals will often have like um you know like Saturday night you'll you'll dress up and you know the sillier the better um and yeah we just kind of we met a lot of our friends through that community so you know there's a lot of creative people there's DJs and there's people that make costumes and um you know hat makers and and uh, you know like a really diverse group of people and again from all around the world and um yeah just really interesting fun beautiful friendly people um so yeah we kind of fell it fell into that so I guess um the plushies kind of were just a bit of a a natural extension that it just didn't stand out you know if you are in a magical colorful world of music and um you know big uh costume and props and and things like that then um a plushie I guess doesn't seem as crazy to somebody you know who might work in a bank or (laughs) yeah you know just um doing uh something that's kind of a bit more uh mainstream I guess yeah Oh, that's cool. It just seems yeah. like a lot of fun. Well, it if is I come, a lot of fun. If but I come down, you'll take me, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, as soon as they open, everything's been cancelled for the last two years. So yeah. that's, um, uh, yeah, that's a bit sad. Um, but we'll yeah, both be like 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, but you know what? That's the other thing. Age isn't a limit. Um, you know, oh, cool. I, I think, um, you know, there's, there's certain pockets of society that sort of say you know you know what well, after you're out of your 20s you can't do this and mm-hmm. you know this and it, and it's not like that um you know we've we've got friends all over the age spectrum you know we've got friends that are younger than us and older than us and the same That's age so as us cool. yeah I think so too because um you know it 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 stops you from being blinkered like it's quite easy to sort of just f- flow into the things that you're supposed to do rather yeah. than things that you want to do um so yeah it's been a really um yeah it's it's a we've got a lot of beautiful friends you know sort of in real life and you know these guys do across in in their plushy life too yeah no that's super exciting for you and I think I'm gonna have to come visit you one day yeah have you <laughs> been to Australia before I haven't but uh, my husband has a few times because he has a lot of family down there and it just, every time it was like, I couldn't go because like the kids were sick or it was like a last minute trip or whatever. But yeah, I'm going to go one of these days. You must. It's a beautiful place. I mean, it's yeah. huge as well though. So um, yeah. Whereabouts are your um, husband's friends and family? Oh gosh, uh, mostly in Sydney, but yeah, a little bit here and there and everywhere. So yeah, but we have like, Actually, we have, yeah, lots of, like, friends and family down there. So I'm definitely coming. (laughs) Yeah, you must. You absolutely must. It's beautiful. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) Well, I have a couple more questions. I I would like to ask, like, who are um, your plushies to, to you as a human? Who are they to you? Well, they've kind of they've kind of become the kids yeah and that's this is probably something that I've I personally find the weirdest that I've become a mother to plushies um but it's not sort of a mother and kids in the true sense of the word it's kind of just because there aren't really words that describe it so they're Mm -hmm. the kind of they're the default words that we've gone to um because um I think human and human and plushies is kind of a bit too distant for the bond that we've got um yeah so yeah it's just yeah you know and like I said at the beginning it's been such a slow burn the way that they've come into our life and and the kind of uh the way they've sort of just become more important to us mm-hmm. um yeah it's um yeah I, I I can't remember which one of us said it one day is that I think we were we were going on a road trip somewhere and it's like have you got the kids and then that's kind of stuck. So I think that's kind of, that's where that's come from. But yeah, it's, um, it's a lovely close bond. Um, they are still my babies. They're only four and, and uh, sorry, 
yeah, four and six. Um, so they do still feel like my babies, but I do know that they, they're going to leave one day and, you know, live in plush city permanently with the rest of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> they have so much fun there. <laughs> Hopefully not for a while. Hopefully plushies age much slower than us adults, right? I hope so. Well, do you know, you know, going back to that whole thing about, um, you know, the, the protective element that, that, you know, you and I have both discussed, um, Henry Bear messaged them one day and he was like, oh, I'm going to get a place in Plush City. Do you want to come and, and live with me and be my roommates? And my oh immediate my reaction, yeah, I was like, no, you're too young. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so silly. <laughs> but that, that was my so immediate cute. reaction and that then you know about six months later you know they kept on at me it's like everyone else has got a place in plush city it's like okay you can get a place together um. oh my god that is so cute <laughs> and he's he would be like the coolest roommate too oh, like yeah. Yeah, one yeah, could wish to be so lucky. <laughs> well, they opened. Uh, well, he and and Monsieur Richie and Delhi Cat, they all, all opened um, a nightclub there. Um, so, oh my gosh! Yeah, Monkey's the resident DJ there. So you know, if if Humphrey is you know ever wanting to party or whatever, yeah. and obviously he can use the club and you oh, know, thank you. Just... <laughs> you are so generous. <laughs> There's the plushy spirit. Anyone can use the club. <laughs> I don't have a residence in Plushy City. Oh, maybe you should get one. You yeah. and Horsey could live together. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fun. It's very fun. <laughs> so I have a couple more questions here. Um, what would what would your wish be for your human if if monkey and sloth could wish something for you guys um i think um it's definitely around staying curious um you know be open be open to people be open to new experiences and um you know don't cut yourself off through fear of being judged or you know any kind of fear because you know you only get one life to live and you should live it to the fullest um, and I think that is what they would wish for me. Oh, yeah, that's nodding. so cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> waking up and nodding in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> I I do want to ask you one more thing sure. for the podcast. Where can yeah. people find you? Um, the kids are at monkey and sloth on Instagram. Monkey and sloth. No underscores, yep. no dots. Just no straight up underscore. monkey and sloth. Yeah, all spelt. Um, no funny signs for the end. Just A-N-D. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> so everybody go check out monkey and sloth on Instagram. And you're going to have a lot of fun. They are absolutely adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell them that. They'll be running around the house. Then. We're adorable. We're adorable. <laughs> I really appreciate having you on today. Thank you for having us on. It's been delightful talking to you. Yeah, it's been delightful for me too. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs>